0: Welcome to Jeff in Motion, Monday Morning Edition. Today we're going to talk all about the ladies. Um, This Jeff in Motion is going to be a weird one, I think. I'm feeling decent coming off of uh, an open mic weekend. Should be good. Should be good. Um, I think I'm going to start With talking about What my set was for the open mic um, Because it's been something I wanted to talk about On this show for a while And then I'll just Move on to The ladies In general But yeah, um, I avoided talking about this because I knew I wanted to do it for the open mic. And um, probably within a week or two, the video of my set will be up on YouTube. So you can see me try and take a humorous take on this. Um, Now I'm going to do a slight more... You know, there's going to be... The funny beats are going to be there, but I'm going to try and hit the more serious parts too. Oops. So... There was a point in my life, it was after uh, the breakup with Star, which I've talked about on this podcast, and it was kind of an in-between time in my life when I was, I dropped out of school, but I, you know, I hadn't decided what I was going to do with my life, I was just working full time at the donut shop, it was very much a, a time of limbo. Um, and there was this girl that I went to high school with she was still in high school I was a year out and a lot of details are pretty fuzzy but it, basically we were in the same circle of friends So we, you know, we'd see each other semi-frequently. And great girl, friendly, whatever. I wasn't interested. Um, She was, I mean, but wasn't interested. Simple as that. And she was. And I was a pretty oblivious human being. I still am. So I didn't get it until it was too late, and apparently, being a nice guy, and like listening to people, hanging out with them, when they ask you to hang out, is also leading someone on. Now I can see where that's true, But I was also a fucking, like, 18, 19-year-old idiot. Like, I I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Um, I didn't think I was leading her on. I didn't even really conceptualize what that meant until years later. So... We hang out here and there. Decent friends. Whatever. I've just got a few highlights of this short-lived, fucked-up relationship between the two of us, which was pretty one-sided, to be honest. I was a friend, she wanted more, I was oblivious to the fact that she wanted more, shit ensued. She was also a liar, Um, and I don't know what it is. I've known multiple people like this both of them women Um, I can't say that it is a specifically female trait though but they just lie all the time and in both cases it is to make it seem as though their life is worse than it actually is and I think That it's the the get-off-on-the-pity, or something, the attention, that the, oh my god, how horrible it is for you, I'm not sure. But I am a gullible motherfucker, and I assume that what people say to me is, pardon me, is the truth. You know, silly me. And... So, here here are a few highlights. Her sister, who was two two to six years younger than her, I don't remember, was a prostitute in another town. Yeah, I believed that for a little while, because I'm a dipshit. Her mother was an abusive priest who did hard drugs on the side, and her father, and she was a child of old parents, like she was god um maybe sixteen maybe I don't remember younger than I was, and it, that's another factor that i'm not wasn't interested, but whatever I'm not. <laughs> And But at the time, her father was mid to high 60s. So he was an old man at this, at this point. And according to her stories, he was physically abusive. Which I'm not saying that an older gentleman couldn't be physically abusive. But what I am saying is some of the stories of what he did to her did not line up with the fact that he was 65 years old, 65 plus, like... For instance, him breaking a broom handle over her back. I'm not a weightlifter. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm not the most physically fit guy. But I'm not a weakling either. I would have significant trouble breaking a broom handle on a tree, let alone someone's back, which, you know, has cushion and give. There's stopping distance. Like, the laws of physics say it's going to be harder to break a broom handle over a person than, say, a stationary object. This guy was, and he looked 65, too. He wasn't one of those 65-year-olds that never stops doing sit-ups and goes to the tanning booth and is like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? This 65-year-old is a bodybuilder. No, no, no. He looks like an old man who could barely sweep a floor, let alone use that same broom to break over his daughter. So that was the first story that I was like, I think she might be full of shit. And then I was like, oh, maybe her younger sister isn't a prostitute in central Pennsylvania. And maybe her preacher mother, who I honestly don't even know is a preacher doesn't do hard drugs on the side maybe she's completely full of shit and um now the timeline for these stories is all fucked so don't don't take what I'm telling you in chronological order these are just as I'm remembering them another story she walked to my house uh, several miles and this is like a 15 minute drive at like 45 to 50 mile an hour. So it's not, a, it's not a short walking distance. She shows up at my house at night and was like, I had to leave. My dad stabbed me in the leg. And I'm like, what? Cause I mean, she's just, she's just chilling out in blue jeans. She's not limping. She doesn't have any visible bandages, no blood. She walked with a stabbed leg. And I was like, how long ago did you leave? She's like, an hour. And I was like, I don't think I could make that walk in an hour healthy, let alone being stabbed in the leg. So she told me she walked. She easily could have been dropped off. I don't fucking know she was a liar (laughs) and like uh, and I don't remember how that that evening panned out but it was mostly me being like I need to take you home because why the fuck are you at my house there was also another time this is way earlier to my memory that she had showed up at my parents house when I was still living there And she she was going to spend the night. So, sure, whatever. I had a double bed. I was a goddamned adult. We can share a bed, right? Just friends. I am going to not sleep naked like I normally do. I'm going to sleep in full pajamas. Whatever. Uh, Just let's... Sleeping is a function that we all need. Let's just get this done so I can get you out of my fucking house in the morning. And this ladies and gentlemen, is probably where it shifted from, eh, she's a weird friend, to, oh, God, what is going on? We're laying in my bed. I am, my back is to her. Um, that's not, I mean, maybe this time it was because I didn't want to chat with her, but I sleep with my back to everyone when I'm sharing a bed with them because I'm more comfortable facing outside, like facing out. I don't know why. It's, it's a thing. But to this point, and she just like, she just, and she's like, hey, you know, talk, talking to me. I'm, I'm looking at her, and she just looks at me and she goes, I love you. And I was just like, uh, 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 in my head. And I was like, yeah, buddy, love you too, as a friend. Love you like a friend. As a fr- friend, uh, like, I couldn't have made it more obvious. I was like, I'm in my house already. I can't run away. And at this point, I just roll over and it's like, just go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. I don't know what she was expecting. We Like, we were not an item. Um, I found out later she told people we were. Um, she told people that she lost her virginity to me which, at the time that she was telling people, I was still a virgin, so that was an amazing feat. Um, But, the same person that, uh, because it was much later, my wife was talking to somebody we worked with, and he's like, oh yeah, Liz said that uh, she lost her virginity to Jeff, and Nathan's like, what? And the guy's like, oh, 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 don't worry, she lost her virginity to like seven guys, according to her. Uh, And that made uh, my wife feel much better, and she relayed that story to me. So, I mean, she was, she was a fucking liar. <laughs> and everyone knew it, but she continued to lie about everything. But, um... And I understand now that sharing a bed with her was probably a bad idea, but, it like, I was oblivious to it. It, was, it wasn't until she was in my bed with me, I'm trying to go to fuck to sleep, and she's like, I love you, that I'm like, Oh, fuck. Everything makes sense and is horrible. So, uh, the last time we hung out, we had uh, hung out for the better part of a day, we had gone to a, uh, local street fair, we had seen a play, um, and I was about to hang out with Aislinn for the very first time that night. So, uh, I would seen, like, Dracula was over, I was about to fuck off of the, uh, fuck out of the parking lot and go home to hang out with this cool, pretty, hot, pierced chick that I vaguely knew and was pretty interested in even though I wasn't admitting it to myself at the time but I'll get into more detail on that some other time and she stops me in the parking lot on my way out (laughs) and I I pretty much been just avoiding conversation with her at this point I was well beyond done with her. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I didn't know she was going to be in the group of friends I was hanging out with. I was like, fucking A. Anyway. So she goes, we hung out all day and you ignored me the whole time. If you're going to treat me like this, then I don't want to be your friend anymore. And... This was one of multiple times that she set me up to basically come crawling back. To be like, oh, sorry, baby girl, sorry. That's not the way it is, baby girl. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. That's what she set me up to do. And again, and I wanted to be done with talking about her, but I've got to go back. fuck, my story structure is all fucked. Okay, remember that. Remember, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Because that is easy, that's this, that, the climax of that story is the way to end me talking about her. So, there was another time I was dropping her off at her house. And, I'm like, I put my Astro van in park, and I'm like, hey! Go! Get Here's your house! Look at it! There it is! And, She just... She looks at me... And she says... What's your ideal girlfriend? And I was just like... I don't want to play this game. And I actually said that out loud... In a moment of boldness... That is very rare for me... Especially at that time in my life. I "I don't want to play this game. And she's like... No! I'm not leaving the car... Until you tell me. And I feed her... The safest answer I can possibly think of. Like, the most generic, decent human being description I can put out. Like, um... Not too heavy, but not too thin. Uh... You know... Uh... Maybe a blonde, but brunette's cool too. Redhead would be fine. Um, can hold a conversation. Is funny... Um, not too selfish. But, you know, just checking off every safe checkbox I've got. Just, like, describing the most generic, decent woman that there is. Just, like, get her out of my car. I want to go home and play video games. You know, just what the fuck. I'm not dating this girl. I'm just friends with her. Get the fuck out of my car. And... I I list off these generic traits, and I look over at her, and there are tears. Tears. Streaming down her face. And I'm like, what? And she just looks at me, and she goes, THAT'S ME! And gets out of the Astro van and slams the door. And again, she obviously obviously is setting me up to be like baby girl no no baby girl no no baby girl i realized the error of my ways i did describe you let's let's make out right here on your lawn and be boyfriend and girlfriend for all times and that's obviously what she's setting me up to do and what i did was put my astrovan in drive and go the fuck home because i don't have time for that shit What the hell? Sorry. Back to where we were. Because that story needed to be told before this one. If you're gonna ignore me and treat me like this, then I don't want to be your friend anymore. And she has two friends with her on either side of her. I've got my best friend at the time with me, still a great friend of mine now, on my right shoulder. And she says this. And again, she is obviously wanting me to be like, nah, baby, nah. Nah, baby, nah, I ain't like that. Nah, baby girl, nah. Nah, come here. Give me a hug and smooches. But what I do is she's like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And I see an opportunity that I decide to capitalize on. And she says, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And my response without skipping a beat was awesome. And then I walk past her and get in my car. And I have not spoken to her since. (laughs) Because she's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And I saw a way out. I was like, great, good. Feelings Mutual. Let's call it a quits. And I thought that was the the, the punchline of that story for a while. Until I was telling it at one point, and Tony was there with me. Because to my knowledge, Tony just showed, you know, he ended up in my car, and we went home. <laughs> so, I do that, and leave the most, like, deafening, awkward silence on the planet behind me and it's it's Tony this girl her two friends and all of them are just flabbergasted as to what just happened and just kind of staring at each other and to- Tony just goes eh, 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 and runs and that is the true fucking punchline of that story Just, I goddamn love that kid So, that, that was the, like, I recognize that, that I was probably not faultless in this relationship. I goddamn probably led this girl on being a completely oblivious dipshit. And not knowing when to just not be the nice guy. And just let her work out her own shit. but I still hold to the fact that she was pretty goddamn crazy and and a freaking liar so the other day I'm at my parents' house and this is barely related in the fact that it is about girls the ladies Jeff in Motion Monday morning let's talk about the ladies the ladies I'm at my parents' house and my mom she gets her sincere look on and I was like uh oh something's coming and she, she comes up to me and she's kind of quiet and she's like hey could you talk to your brother about girls and I'm like what? cause I love my brother we did not get along when we lived together but fucking A do I love that kid now he is awesome, I absolutely, one of the coolest guys I know, absolutely love my brother, but we don't talk, like, we haven't hit that kind of part in our relationship, which I know we will eventually, where we can, like, talk about ladies, like, that has we haven't bridged that gap yet, um, he, like, we're close, but it isn't something where I can be like, yo, bro, yo, bro, you get it wet yet? You get it wet yet, bro? Like, that's not the relationship I have with my brother. And, like, I have no way in my mind to walk up to my brother and be like, hey, let's talk about the ladies without saying, hey, mom said that we should talk about girls, but mom explicitly said that I should not... Tell him that she told me to talk to him about it. So that leaves me in a position where I just have to, in order for me to talk to him about it, it has to naturally come up. Like, I can't just be like, yo, bro, bro, yo, bro, you getting wet yet? I can't, like, that's not us. That isn't the dynamic between he and I. And, like, I can't just come out of nowhere and be like, so, how is your relationship with The ladies. Because there's no way he's not going to be like, Why are you talking about this? Because it isn't the relationship we have yet. I am fully confident that we will... That he and I's relationship is only going to go stronger and we will be able to talk about anything. But right now, that's not quite where we're at. And, I I mean, I'll talk to him literally about anything. But I... he's, He's more... Of a, He's more of an uh, introvert than I am And I need him to come to me with it I can't, like, go in after it Like, I need him to decide he wants to talk about something I'm not going to, you know I'm not going to badger him about it And I know he listens to this show And so, he's going to know Exactly what mom didn't want him to know Which was that she wanted me to talk to him about the, the ladies So I'm kind of going to talk to him about the ladies right now, um, even though he's not gonna be able to give me any specific input. But I mom says this and I'm just like, why? What's why? And she's like, well, I can't tell you that. So who I don't know. Maybe maybe she found out he looks at porn, oh my god. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Mom was in this weird, mysterious mood. I fucking, I don't know. But Here's the thing, Isaac, I don't know shit about the ladies. Um, If you haven't learned that by listening to this podcast, I will lay it out for you. My relationships so far have been a four-year, completely damaged relationship with a girl in high school that I begged to be a part of. I lost my virginity to a girl four years my senior because she desperately needed to get fucked after breaking off an engagement, and I was the closest thing with a dick. And I am not going to assume anything about my brother for this. I am not going to assume he's a virgin. I'm not going to assume he has had sex. I'm just going to lay it out the way I, you know. So, if, like, let's say... there's a chemical reaction you're not ready for when you have sex that releases an insane amount of dopamine into your brain. And until you've had sex pretty frequently, that, you're, that you will chemically mistake that for love, guaranteed. Um, like, I definitely mistook that for love with this girl I lost my virginity to. She considered it a big mistake of taking a 19-year-old's virginity She was not like, and she there was zero percent chance of a relationship or additional sex. And don't worry about trying to be a rock star the first time you have sex. It's not going to happen. Just, just know that um, I can't tell you what it's like to have sex with another virgin. I imagine it's the weirdest, most awkward thing. Um, I know that I am glad that I had sex with someone who was um, experience, because they were kind, uh, they didn't call me out on it being terrible, because I know now that it was, they were just like, (laughs) they never had sex with me again, but, I mean, it's probably, it's definitely for the best, uh, I am pretty happy with where I ended up, but, for a while, when you have sex, you're going to, like, just mistake the chemical reaction in your brain with, like, oh, my God, I love this person. But, like, the thing was, I knew we weren't dating or anything. My rational brain was, like, no, no, I mean, we, we just hooked up, man. We just hooked up. High fives, bro-nucks, you know, whatever, whatever. It's just sex, 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 you know. You know, she needed I had a dick, whatever. Like, that's what I'm saying to myself because I, I do know that rationally... There's nothing happening there. But there's definitely deep down subconsciously, my subconscious is like, no, I gave my flower to her. She is my forever, my one and only. And granted, the fact that she completely shut down as far as affection goes helped me get over that pretty quick. It was about a month. It was a couple weeks. I'm very fuzzy on the details. But then... Just as I was getting over her, this whole, I... the This, oh man, this this podcast is wrapping up. It's like a fucking, it's like a... It's, a, it's like goddamn Sin City. All the stories are running together. The day that I, that the girl said, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And I was like, awesome. I was also hanging out with this girl I lost my virginity to... But I mean, I I had given up on that point. we were we we're remaining friends, which was a bad story. It was a bad plan. Like I've never had any luck with staying friends with an ex, even though I could never like I couldn't say that we were dating. It, it was a weird thing that I still haven't completely ironed out in my brain as to what exactly went on. It was it's pretty it was a pretty whirlwind experience for me. Anyway that very same day that night I was leaving I was leaving hanging out with the girl I asked my virginity to the girl I who was never going to be my friend anymore and I said awesome I was leaving that showing of Dracula at Suspension University to go hang out with Acelin for the first time and in a here's how I ended up with my wife Isaac luck absolute luck The fact that I was like I just knew Acelin was cool. And that was it. Like I didn't expect to be to date her. I didn't expect to to hook up with her. I just thought she was awesome. And that was as far as it had gone. And probably because my brain was so fucked up over losing my virginity, but still hanging out with this girl. I didn't know left from up, down from right. I I was it was a it was a crazy time. And I just knew that she was cool. I can admit to myself that I was fucking into her, like now. But like at the time, I was like, "Oh, she's just cool. We're just gonna hang out. We'll, we'll watch the we'll watch the movie, whatever." And we weren't hanging out alone either. Like she was bringing a couple friends. Tony was there. It was gonna be a thing. It was gonna be. We're all hanging out as a group of friends. And ooh, pardon me. I almost got sick. Weird. Mm, That was unpleasant. Sorry. Not related to the story in any way. So. The only way I made it with Aislinn was the fact that she kind of liked me already. So I had a leg up that I wasn't aware of. And then I had some moments of, like, uh, unprecedented boldness where I invited her to hang out. Um, It was... I don't believe in such things as fate and whatnot, but this is the closest thing I've ever come to it. Um, she was recently single. I was thought she was cool, and I was like, hey, let's hang out. I was hanging out at the movie theater. Um, I, she was there. We were we were friendly with each other. We had chatted on MySpace uh, to date the uh, story. Um, But, like, there was no inkling of relationship, at least as far as I knew. But, as I've stated previously, I was motherfucking oblivious. So, I had a leg up. She already liked me at least a little. And, basically, she was very patient with my super passiveness and like, here's, okay, here's a sign that is pretty much, uh, like, this is pretty much a, a zero fail sign. If a girl who's older than 18, who's a fucking adult, like, around your age, is receptive and reciprocal to tickling, they're probably into you. This was not a thing that I learned until I sat back and thought about it way later. But if they're okay with you poking them in their tender parts, like their ribs and whatnot, they're probably alright with you poking them in even more tender parts. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Like. There's just a rule of thumb. If you've got a friend that's a girl who is receptive and reciprocal, like she tickles you back, there's a chance there. Maybe, maybe try and uh, you know move things further on. And so we end. Up, we hang out. We watch the Muppet Show on DVD. Um, and like Aeson drops a hint that was so blatant I thought she had to be joking. And this is also at a time in my life where I have can't even mildly conceptualize somebody being attracted to me. Um, I've gotten better about that. I'm not a, a negative Nancy, self-hater anymore. Um, fishing for compliments like, Oh, I'm so gross! Don't tell me I'm not. Don't tell me I'm not. I'm not that guy anymore. But... I said that I had the three seasons of The Muppet Show on DVD, and Nathan's like, all right, guys, you're going to need to leave the room because we're going to have to, you know, do something here. And I'm like, oh, she's such a kidder. I love... Again, guys, I I'm, 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 am the most oblivious. She, like, she had insinuated she was going to have sex with me because I had The Muppet Show. I mean, that that's not something you just do. Like... That I mean, anyway, I was like, "Oh, she, she's obviously joking, obviously," and because no one would want to have sex with me, that was my mindset at the time. I'm an idiot, and so I mean, tickling happens, which again, I'm fucking oblivious, motherfucking oblivious. So the the evening winds down. And I, you know, I get her blanket, I turn my futon into a bed, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, you know, you can have my bed. And she's like, we're motherfucking adults, we can sleep in the same bed. And we end up laying in my bed talking for hours, which is, it's, there's another, Isaac, there's a good sign. If you're, ta- like, just actively talking for hours there's another that's that's another um red uh, not a red flag green flag to hey maybe the particular receptive and reciprocal ticking tickling green flag talking up until like 4 a.m another green flag uh, green means go uh in case you don't know and i end up like we are we we're still playing the tickling game in the bed i'm such an idiot Um, it took me, and, like, we are basically nose to nose. This poor Aislinn, and I have, like, she has talked to me about this. She's waiting for me to kiss her. She's interested. She's into me. I am a dipshit. Um, and I do. I do make the first move, but it was only when Aislinn practically lit flares, um, like, leading to her mouth. She had, like... That guy with the light up sticks from the airport, like, go, 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 you're cleared to kiss. Have at it. Do this thing. Come on. Like, she she had lit a, a blinking, like, uh, Broadway sign above her head, like, kiss here. Yuri Yosh, I'm into you. And it still took me, like, eight hours of hanging out to even. And I thought that she was not going to be receptive. But I was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go for this. It was the safest kiss on the planet, ladies and gentlemen. Like, there was no way she was going to... Like, uh, I I was... uh, Anyway. And now one reason might be because I've had a non-reciprocated kiss in my life. I gave a good friend a kiss. And I just kind of got like not-moving lips, like, just, uh, it was the, one of the worst experiences of my life, so I had that in the back of my mind at all times, so that's probably, that's, I mean, I, I was an idiot, but in my defense, I've had a real bad kiss before, so, you know, we kiss, we make out a little, yada, 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 the, the rest is history, but I'm just telling you, Isaac, I don't know what I'm doing, I've got, I lucked the fuck out in finding a girl that already kind of liked me and was willing to deal with me being an oblivious dipshit. And if Asen's listening to this, she still deals with me being an oblivious lip dipshit, and I love her to death for it. Because I'm an idiot a lot of the time. I get strokes of genius here and there, but I, I, I'm an idiot most of the time. And... um <laughs> Now, one thing I have kind of learned as, you know, I'm married now and, like, I am in no way interested in seeking anyone else, I'm good. I am goddamn good. I'm really happy where I am. And, like, here's the secret. You don't become not attracted to other girls when you're in a serious relationship. You just don't care that you're attracted to them you're like, yeah, they're attractive, they're attractive, Um, say I'm not in a relationship and they want to fuck me, yeah, sure, cool, whatever, but I don't care, I just, I don't care, and like, and sure, they're cool, and that is, I truly believe, because it's a pretty common misconception that no guys have friends that are girls that they don't want to fuck, I don't believe that is true anymore. I was in that camp for a while because there wasn't a friend that was a girl that I had that I wouldn't fuck given the opportunity. But now, like, there are girls that I'm friends with that I'm attracted with enough to have sex, but I don't care. Like, I don't care. I, every, all of my, like, emotional, physical, um, existential needs are... More than filled, my cup overfloweth with my wife. I am 100% in love, enamored with her. And herein lies the thing that suddenly, and this is not a brand new concept, girls are into you when you don't give a fuck. And that, that's misleading. It's when you're confident. I can talk to any fucking girl I want and not be scared in any way because there are zero stakes. Um, I am not interested in having sex with them. I am not interested in dating them. They are just another human being to me. And guess what? That makes you attractive because you're treating them like a person and not like a walking, uh, crying on your shoulder vagina. Like or a walking vagina with a shoulder to cry on. Uh, there we go like they they aren't a means to an end to you anymore once you are um sat like once you have become like uh fulfilled and you like realize and also becoming an adult helps but like i see people as people now it's not girls who are potential dating like there's none of that weird shit anymore there's none of that awkwardness And lo and behold, it makes you, at least, gives you a a sense of confidence because you're not trying to fuck everyone you talk to. You're just talking to them because they're people. And guess what? People appreciate being being treated like that. Who fucking could have guessed it? So you instantly become oddly attractive once you are completely committed to someone else. And that's the thing... I am completely committed to my wife and I've told her that I will soon her dump her, sooner dump her in the street than cheat on her. She's got literally nothing to worry about. I will in no way ever cheat on her. But then, that gives me this this confidence to speak to women because there are no stakes. But here's the secret. There's never any stakes. Like, If you could bottle that I'm married confidence and give it to single guys, you would be the richest man on the planet because guess what? The fact that you might date someone doesn't make them this this magical creature. They're just a person. And guess what? They might want to date you too, but they don't want to date someone who is, like, worshipping them as a goddess or treating them as a tool or a means to an end. They just want to be... To, it's called it's called a partnership and like I I've I recently found odd been, found myself at odds with the term wife like I refer to Asun as my wife which sounds oddly possessive and that is in no way a descriptor of our relationship um, but I still say wife because that's the social norm, and if I say partner, people are just gonna go, their brains are gonna melt a little, especially in this area, but she is easily, that is far better descriptor for our relationship dynamic than wife. She is not my wife, I did not also receive cattle and land in the purchase of her, like, I didn't get a dowry, she's not... Like she is my partner and we and our relationship is a job because even listening to me I'm a am a piece of work like the fact anyone who's listened to all every episode of this podcast knows that she should be a saint for the how fucking like just how much of a dipshit I am and how uh how fast and hard my mood swing like she has put no short amount of work into our relationship and I have too and that's the thing we are, we are business partners and the business is being married and loving it and we are good at our job at this point and I don't know if I've actively given you any relationship about girls Isaac but maybe this will appease mom I don't know, I don't know. but like that's the thing if you want girls, be confident. And the way to be confident is just treat them like fucking people because they are. <laughs> like, it's, and I mean, that is far easier said than done. And I know that you just got to fuck up a bunch of times. Like, that's, you know, that's the way, I've said it on this podcast before, being bad at, or sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. You just, like... And here's the thing. If a girl rejects you, what have you really lost? Nothing. You've lost maybe your chances with that girl. Maybe not. Like, if you're just treating her like a person, and she's like, dude, I'm not interested in, you know, a relationship, who knows if she will be later when you're, you know, when you're... I don't know. I don't know. Like, you don't know. And, like, that's the thing. It's... While it is a big part of, like... Society, you know, having a girlfriend, getting a wife, having a kids, it's not a huge deal. Like, it happens. Um, people want to be in relationships. Girls, too! Guess what? And guess what? There's probably girls out there that dig you. Um, but it's also hard for them. Think about it, like... It's hard for different reasons, but girls don't have the easy job. Like, they've got every dipshit in creation trying to fuck them. Um or guys aren't trying to fuck them and they're wondering what's wrong with them because no one's trying to fuck them and maybe it's because they're a little bit of an introvert or something. You never know. Girls are goddamn people. They're self-conscious. Um, I don't know how this became a weird feminist rant, but what the fuck ever. Um, it's, that is the secret to girls is they're people. Really. Um, that's it. They're, they're just, they're just people. Treat them that way and, um, hope that you find a girl that already likes you a little bit and will, uh, deal with your awkwardness like I did. Ugh, whatever. Um, flirting is a weird thing. Um, I'm gonna try, I'm at work, I'm gonna wrap this up as quick as I can. Um, there is a great, absolutely fucking great episode of the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast that's all about flirting. Um, I can't remember the title, but if you go back and look through the titles, it was a, it was a decent while ago. Um, you should be able to find it. It's a guy specifically talking about flirting, and he broke it down really simple. Say what you're thinking. If you're like, man, she's pretty, be like, hey, I think you're pretty. It's it was all about being completely honest, and but also just rolling with it if they're not receptive. And uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard and it makes so much fucking sense is if you want to flirt with a girl, you walk up to her and be like, "Hey, do you mind if I flirt with you for a little bit?" Because it disarms her, at her defenses because she's not used to that. She's used to like someone walking up and being like, "Hey, baby, does legs go all the way? How can I buy you a drink?" Like, it's, they're like, oh, because it's completely honest, it's not sleazy in any way, you're treating, you you are treating her like a person, you're like, hey, do you mind if I flirt with you? And then she can say, no, go ahead, or I'm not interested, and you can be like, cool, thanks for protecting yourself, I'll be out, I'll be over here if you decide you want to flirt. Like, and that is it. It's over. It's not, it's not, it might be weird as far as society is concerned, but it really isn't. It's completely normal and natural. Um, so, that's just a small piece of advice from that episode of the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. I highly recommend absolutely everyone listen to it. It was the most logical, best advice on flirting I ever heard to the point where I was like, man. It's too bad I'm not interested in anyone else because that would be shit to use. but I mean, I got the best uh, well, I mean, I've got the absolute ideal situation going on right now. i there I'm not interested in none girls, but Matthew Fry. hmm anyway, <laughs> I left that for my wife because I know that she started listening. Um, I love you honey very much. Um, if I